Well, it's uh, nice to be here. Um, I love this area of the country. Um, it's always interesting, too, how the uh, in the south it's so humid and here it's dry. And I always notice, like, two days in, I start getting kind of chapped and stuff, you know. So. <laughs> um, and uh, also looking forward to, uh, MD mentioned the um, event on Saturday night at Trident, and a few of us are here, like Jared will read and Robert. I didn't, I didn't connect, but you were going to read. I, know, I remember just emailing, and then I heard you tonight, and so I know Catherine will, is reading there too, so um, that should be a really um, fun evening. Um, well, I'll, I'll start off with a, a poem from this, uh, my first collection, <clears throat> which Uccelli Press put out, and uh, the book is uh, Christening the Dancer, and the poem is called Hiding. I spend the morning looking at photographs of my dead sister, dark mannequin posing beside husbands, parents, siblings, her son, people who look like extras on a movie set, the years battering superimposed on her face, reminding me of Holocaust images olive-skinned girls who died in showers at Auschwitz. Even in the photo where she wades in a nurturing Atlantic, she reminds me of some Jewish Ophelia, her moribund drama hemorrhaging into the spindrift, thick shadows snuffing a nirvanic beach. Last night, a friend told me she felt my ex-wife had not been good for me, that I had hidden behind her like an eclipsed sun. And I thought about how my own mother was a piranha who each morning at the breakfast table stripped her sons and daughter to the bones. Years later, my father would tell me he sacrificed his children to appease his wife, offered us to her as if she were some pagan goddess who needed to drink daily her own family's blood. We all learned to hide. It is our legacy. My sister and I, even my brother, skulking in the custody of his own rage. We grew out of childhood like houseplants in a hurricane, domestic pets abandoned in a jungle, floating out of body in public places, passing like ghosts through marriages and jobs, watching ourselves fuck spouses and greedy strangers' naked bodies move, not recognizing ourselves, honestly not knowing how we were going to survive the relentless invasions, the ambushes, and slow, secret military movements. This thing other people simply called life. Well, I thought I would play a song continues that theme, and then I'll go in a little bit more of a redemptive direction. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so 
Tell me, I think I'm probably good to stand. When I sing, I get my voice gets kind of louder. So can you, is that good here? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, this is called Daddy. It's on my um, first CD. Well, I'll never need. Oh, and I was going to say that it's kind of fun to, because um, a lot of times these songs came together with bands, and it's sort of fun to, to play them on their own. And lately, rather than being so tempo-oriented, it's been fun to use the guitar more ambiently. So I've kind of experimenting with that a little bit.
I'd share a few pieces from this this new collection. Um, let's see. This is called "Enough Is Enough." <laughs> I told you it's going to be a little more redemptive. <laughs> I remember those weeks before my mother passed, watching her binge on ice cream and chocolate, feet swollen, bowels bogged, silence and stillness, her arch nemeses. I realize now that she was simply a child sent to a boarding school too early, turned over to nuns who branded her with the crucifix, an orphan reared on broth and brimstone, pawned off by guardians to my father, 16 years her senior. It makes sense somehow that she would become an actress, a connoisseur, the quintessential hostess, but fast forward a decade or so, and it's what happened after the party ended, when the guests would leave that I recall, fathers drunken, jealousy erupting, their voices shrill, staccato, then mother wailing in the jasmine, dirt on her face, handfuls of hair in the moonlit grass. I spent my childhood running a gauntlet between house and lawn, engineering truces between mad giants, 
praying that we might get some sleep before the new light. On these August evenings, pulsing with fireflies, I still see mother writhing by the boxwood with a corkscrew in her heart, father pacing his overturned castle, shattering wine glasses on the patio. I'm pausing tonight to say I'm sick and weary of red washing my numbness with their blood. Valerie, Bill, I no longer need to keep your graves unmarked. <clears throat> well, it's a redemptive ending. <laughs> You're probably wondering, uh, where's one second? Yeah. Um, there's a few uh, pieces in here that are uh, really enjoy um, working with the prose poem form, and so I thought I'd share <clears throat> a couple pieces uh, from this new collection. This first one is called The Woman in the Shower. The woman in the shower washes herself constantly and never ages. She scrubs her nails, shampoos her hair, lathers her body. She's attractive and many serenade her, offering love songs in various languages. Newspapers send interviewers to ascertain her greater mission. She receives letters from admirers around the world. Political and religious leaders pay a visit. A few crazies try to break into the shower stall and molest the woman, but guards throw them out. One man masturbates, shooting his seed onto the glass before he is arrested. Nothing, though, distracts or phases the woman in the shower. She keeps lathering and scrubbing and rinsing. Generations pass. The woman is considered a saint of sorts, her shower stall a mecca. It's assumed, finally, that the woman in the shower, the woman who never stops washing, has always been, always will be. She's a timeless fact, like air, or war, or hunger, or God. <clears throat> I have a um, friend who's a, a songwriter in a band, and Occasionally, he and I collaborate on some things, and um, one, of the, one of the times we were together, I came home, and I wrote this, and I, I shared it with him. I wasn't sure how he would respond to it, but uh, he seems pretty intrigued with it, but it's called Gig, and it's for this friend of mine, Otis Hughes. We're in the desert, amps cranked. The press has arrived to document the debut of the Messiah. It's rumored that he will pick an untouchable to baptize him before he speaks of his travels in the Far East. He's coming, people start to whisper. Cameras are clicking. I hear his horse's hooves 
squishing in the sand. He winks at me as he passes. And I realize in a flash of omniscience that it couldn't matter less whether I fulfill my obligations. The fist in my gut releases. I throw down my guitar, a strand of feedback dangling in the wind. I walk slowly away from the fanfare, my bandmates joining me despite the event planner's threats and protestations. We don't stop walking until we reach the city. There we spend the rest of our money on fine food and wine. We sleep in soft beds. None of us plays another note after that day. And we all die, decades later, happy. Um, Jared had mentioned uh, this, um, this series that's part of this new collection um, called Portraits of Mary. And there's, there, there are 20 um, pieces in this series. And basically, um, <clears throat> Uh, well, my wife, my, my wife is named Mary, and, and uh, I started this series of poems at some point during our relationship, and I sort of wanted to try to capture different aspects of our, of our life, life together. Um, and uh, so I thought I'd share um, maybe three or four of these. Um, let's see. Well, this is the first one in it, so it's... Portraits of Mary, uh, one. Mary in Clifton Park beside a crepe myrtle. Her capacity for heartache, her lack of self-consciousness. I'm humbled. Mary riding a riptide of tears. Dancer on a browning landscape. Goddess of joy arrow lodged in her spine, drunk on disappointment. Is she real? Composite of electricity and clay, personality suspended, spirit unfettered by comfort or routine. It's iconic, hair blown back in the autumnal wind, masks, crumpled at her feet, dirt on her cheeks, eyes rolling skyward, unafraid, unabashed, audacious. Mary, yes, but something more, something other, shrouded in mystery, tapped by the divine. Um. Some of these, I think, are, uh, I was trying to capture the, some of the humor of two people who are typically very different, trying to come together and build a, build a life together and navigate all their differences and all this stuff. And um, so I'm thinking, uh, hopefully there's some, this one maybe uh, is, I think, uh, 
addresses some of that. This is actually number two in the series. <clears throat> Mary stirs up the dormant chi. Essential oils, chants at noon, statues of Ganesh and Shiva. It's near impossible to navigate the master bath. So many colored stones and purple orchids in passageways. She swears by algae, collects brochures, pamphlets, paint samples. She researches homeopathy. Her touch rouses the blue cherub sleeping in my gut. Possibilities arriving like cardinals after rain. Mary explodes into places, scattering bags and shoes and mail. I'm more tentative, a survivor emerging from a trench, prodding things to see if they respond. Stormy evening, I work on songs, eat blackberries and pineapple for dinner. Mary drives a wet interstate towards class, her allergies relentless. Uh, let's see. Maybe a couple more of these. <clears throat> okay, yeah, I'll, re I'll read the last two. This is number 19. Mary lives loudly, loud entrances and exits, shoes in the corridor, lights left on, cabinets left open, trips in and out, looking for her purse, keys, phone. This is the fourth morning of my fast. Days are passing in a whirlwind of gold and violet leaves. Mary juicing, the grind of the machine, drip of apple, beetroot, berries, grapes. Mary asks me to unload her van, boxwoods she found God knows where, a rock that must weigh a hundred pounds. I'm studying inconsequence, not futility, mind you, but in consequence. Last night, someone brought up the half-full, half-empty debate. And it struck me, Mary, I'm done with that. I'm taking my own precious glass, shattering it against the wall. And then this is the last one in it, uh, number 20. Three days you're gone, and already a heaviness pervades the house. Even the cats pray for reprieve. Couldn't the geraniums bloom forever? Couldn't this unnameable thing between us remain unnamed? So many moments forged in the crucible of anxiety and awe. You and I are ultimately a shuddering dream 
fading breath by breath. Defeats and triumphs, impulses and culminations, divine energy passing through doomed animal forms. We were born of restlessness and will die of it too, rising finally through spirals of light towards our next appointed go-around. Please, Mary, wrap up your explorations. Come home soon. These ponderings grow darker daily. Thank you. I did time this somewhat before, so I think I should be on, tra on track, so. All right, well, I'm gonna, let me do one more um, song, and then I'll close with a, with a poem. And this is a, this is a song on um, my new CD. Well, it's not that new now. It's about a year old, uh, but it's called Ridiculous Empire, and the song is called Taking It As It Comes. She said, What's your name? But I was thinking of you miles away. Yeah, things are getting strange, but I take it as it comes. There have been a lot of changes. Oh, we've all got engagements. 
with um, one poem from this second collection, uh, More of Me Disappears, um, which came out in 2006. It's been great being here. Thanks for having me. Um, <clears throat> so this is called What I Said to Myself. Choose the butterfly 
over the chrysalis. Choose light, the ballroom, the well-lit restaurant. You have, for lifetimes, strummed minor chords on the coast of a dead sea. Think major, spindrift. The sex between you and grief is becoming mechanical. Despite your vestigial sentiments to the contrary, a scab story is much greater than that of a scar. Your cock is not an umbilical cord. It is your heart's mouthpiece. Choose sunrise, please. It is time to do something that might cause embarrassment. Let emptiness mother your child. Put away the map. Where we're going won't be on it. There is nothing particularly inspiring about a death wish. You have learned all there is to learn from the woman in black. It is time to stop insulting ecstasy. Masochism is an empty udder. What was is a cipher. Pick the rose over the injured dove. Pick warm waters. Attend a circus. Go for the comic. There is nothing more mediocre than the association of dysfunction with genius. Indulge in color. Believe me, there is not a problem. Plumb bright places for new symbols. Recommendation? Study evergreens. Find me. We have much to talk about.